This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness when in fact it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Well, hey there. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Christine. I'm so glad you're here. Today, you have me on a solo episode. So it's just me today. And I'm going to talk about something that we don't really talk a lot about. And that topic is friendship breakups. I know, maybe to some of you, that seems like a funny concept. Or maybe some of you are nodding your heads saying like, yes, Christine, tell me more. Um, But it's definitely not something that we typically talk about. And so I wanted to bring some light to it. And I've recently had an experience where I had to break up with a friend. And I just wanted to draw from my experience and share some things with you that that kind of like led to that and how I felt and why it was important for me to let that friend go. And, you know, I just want to say first that you know what, first of all, life isn't easy. Relationships of any kind aren't easy. And I find that with friendships, you know, just by happenstance and the way that life takes you, you know, sometimes you have friends that are short lived, and they come in as quickly as they leave. Some stay for a really long time, some stay forever. But I find that as we grow, and as we develop, and as we become the people we're meant to be, and as we get more comfortable with who we are, and maybe more decisive about how we want to spend our energy and our time, we start looking at our friendships and going, hmm, do I, now if I get an invitation out from these three people, and there's only one of those people that I really want to spend my time with, and the other two, I'm like, I like them. I enjoy spending time with them too, but not like I like spending time with this person. Then it becomes really clear who I want to spend my time with. And what I've been noticing lately is as I develop as a human, as I continue my personal development and I go down this spiritual journey of finding myself and listening to my heart and doing things that are right for me, I find that not everybody in my life is coming along with me. And that's just fine. It's totally okay. We're on a journey of life at our own pace at our own time in life. And, you know, I don't really hold any ill will to anyone. So I am talking about a friendship breakup, but I don't hold any hardship over it. I don't hold any anger over it. I just knew that the friendship was at this time in my life was no longer serving either of us and really recognized that I needed to walk away. But first, let me tell you a little story. And I'm actually going to tell you two stories that are going to tie into this little experiential storytelling I tell here. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome to the Storytelling Podcast by Christine D. (laughs) When it's just me, clearly I'm not talking to anybody. You're just getting me. So you're getting the stories and I like to share things from my experience. And then I will share some like takeaways or lessons or things that I learned in that story as I have moved through it. And so first I want to say a couple weeks ago, maybe it wasn't even that long ago, I went with some girlfriends that I know through small business to, we were supposed to be going to a planned event. We were going to be going to a, an event in Toronto and all of us are uh, developing our skills in public speaking. So it was an event about public speaking. And 
unfortunately, a few days before the event, the event got canceled, actually rescheduled technically. So we were a little disappointed because we couldn't, we were really looking forward to this event. And then the four of us had a discussion and decided that we would really love to spend time with each other, that we had all already set aside this time in our calendars to go and do this development. And there was an opportunity for us here to continue to get together and help each other in some way, whether we brainstorm or support each other's businesses, or even talk about speaking and getting gigs and this sort of thing, like, let's have this conversation. So we decided that regardless of the event not going, we were going to, we were going to forge ahead. We were going to go and spend some quality time together and help and learn from each other. So that's what we did. And funny story, I was in charge of booking our hotel, which I think that I will probably not get that job again. (laughs) because I did such a terrible job. Actually, no, it wasn't really my fault, but I'll tell you the story and uh, you can take with it or take from it, whatever you like. So I looked where our event was going to be and it was in North York. And so I looked for hotels that were close that we could at least even walk to, right? If it was a nice day, it would have been nice to walk to the event, not have to worry about where to park our cars, just leave our cars at the hotel. That was kind of what was in my on my mind at the time. And so I found this hotel and I'm not going to poo-poo them on my podcast. I'm not going to raise their name, although maybe they deserve it. But <laughs> I'm just not that kind of person. So I won't I won't say, but I will say that I booked it on the premise that I read this description and saw some pictures in the website about what this hotel was all about. And it was a cute little boutique hotel with cozy, cute, clean rooms and this cute little area where you could, you know, like uh, like have like a little private, almost like a little boardroom or a little area where you could have like a private chat or, or a working space. So it sort of had everything that we were looking for. And quite frankly, we weren't really going to be staying at the hotel. So we knew that it wasn't super important how amazing it was. It was more about we had a clean and safe place to land at night and uh, and of course comfortable because we wanted to have a good sleep but those are really our criteria and so our criteria changed a little bit as we weren't going to the event and now we were going to be staying at the hotel and co-working for the day and so it was more important to us what the energy and vibe and feel of the hotel was going to be because sometimes maybe you're somebody listening to this and you're like oh does that really matter and I would say energy and everything we do matters because if we're in a low vibe zone or if the energy is not good or if you don't feel inspired in that space it's really hard to get inspired in a space that's not inspiring so like for example you might find that if you have a really messy kitchen and you're trying to do some work in your kitchen, it's really hard to focus because there's so much mess around you or in your office or, you know, wherever you are. So sort of the same idea when co-working at a hotel. We wanted to have a place that was inspiring. So uh, two of us show up at the hotel first because we were going in two separate cars. So two of us showed up a little bit earlier than the other two. And as we arrived, we get our check-in key and we're kind of in like, first of all, we're driving by the hotel and the outside doesn't quite look like the pictures. (laughs) You already know where I'm going with this, right? So the outside does not look at all like the pictures of this lovely, cute little boutique hotel we were going to stay at. And we quickly realize this as we drive by. And so we park and I said to my friend, I said, why don't we just go in and, you know, check it out first and then we'll bring in our bags. Great. No problem. So we go in the front door in the lobby area, which was probably the most decent part of the hotel the boutique hotel, PS, two floor little boutique hotel. And it was the best of the spaces, but it wasn't super great either. So it was sort of indicative of what we were kind of in for. So we get our check-in key and we go over all the information and we ask for a late checkout. No problem. They were more than willing to check us out late. There are all these things. 
And we get to the hotel room. We're the very last room at the end of the hallway on the main floor. And as we're walking through the hallway, all I can focus on is this horrific smell in the hallway. Like it smelled terrible. And it was almost like that they've used so much air freshener to try to get rid of the fact that it smells maybe musty or old or whatever. (laughs) Because remember, the hotel didn't look like the pictures. So it looked like it had had like a facelift in the pictures. But when we got there, there is no facelift. So we walk into our room and we both look down and there's a throw rug on the floor that is not only dirty, but it's like ripped up and it looks like it's been through a war. And that was sort of the first indication that this room was not kind of up to the standard that they had indicated uh, when they're selling it on their website. And as we continue to look further around the room, we notice things like are missing. Like the there's a little table in this like little kitchenette and there were supposed to be four chairs and there were only two. And then we noticed that there were all kinds of food crumbs on the floor and it was all carpeted. And then we went into one of the bedrooms and there was like, there was garbage all over the floor. In fact, there was even a used spoon from someone like someone's faux Delbo on the floor under the bed. I was just like, we looked and (laughs) we're like, this is maybe not the place for us. So let me not bore you with all of the details other than to say that collectively the four of us decided that this is not the inspiring place that we were going to be staying at to co-work and get some really inspiring, you know, um, work done with, with each other. So we decided we're not staying here. So we go to the front concierge, we ask for a refund, they gave us no issue. Refund handed, boom, on the spot, done. Okay. So clearly we're not the first people to go to this hotel and be disappointed by its reality versus what they promised on the website. Like, that's like click and bait, isn't it? I I don't know. I feel like that should be illegal. But anyway, so we decided we're going to go and stay somewhere else. In the meanwhile, one of the girls had looked up a hotel and it's called Hotel One. And if you have never heard of Hotel One, go look it up. They're all over the US and there's one hotel in Toronto and it is incredible. So first of all, it's an eco-friendly hotel. And I don't remember how many floors it was, but it's it was significant. It was like downtown Toronto. And every floor, there were live plants everywhere. And when I was there, I took lots of video and pictures to to showcase or illustrate what this lobby looked like because it was just incredible. It's kind of like we went from nothing, not that there's anything wrong with the YMCA to stay in a hostel when that's what you need to do. But it was almost like we went from the hostel to like the most incredible like five-star resort, right? Like the, the difference was... <laughs> It was incredible, the difference. So we walk into this hotel lobby. Everything is green. Everything is lush. Like even the room keys are made out of wood. Everything is eco-friendly. They've got filtered water in the taps. Like everything that they do there. It smells like a spa. It looks like a spa. It sounds like a spa. You're surrounded by fresh plants. Like the air is amazing. Anyways, just to say it was an incredible experience staying at Hotel One. (laughs) Clearly, I'm giving them a little whoop, whoop. So all y'all are going to go and look up Hotel One and you're going to be impressed too. We got a really good deal. That's all I'm going to say. We got a really good deal booking last minute and doing like a no refund option. So the room wasn't what it was supposed to cost because it's not exactly an economy cost room. (laughs) But by the time we added the discount, we were set and we were good to go. So that is, that is part of the hotel story. So I wanted to tell that because first of all, I think it's really important to consider the space around you, right? When you're doing anything and you want to be inspired or you're trying to take on a new task or 
you know, you're you're trying to do something that's from the heart and you, you want to get excited, it is it really matters where you are. And it really matters when you use your voice to, you know, step in and claim what it is that you're after. Because we were misled. And if we didn't speak up, all of us, it would have been a very different experience for all of us. So that story aside, I'm going to say that the four of us had such an incredible time together. And we ended up talking about all kinds of things. And naturally, I mean, you know, I'm an advocate for authenticity. And all of the women I was with were very authentic women. And all of us were very vulnerable with each other and were able to uh, really connect. And I really feel like this is something in the world at this time and place that is really um, a disconnection, right? We're all so disconnected, like no kidding. We spent a good majority of two years being in lockdown and not able to go anywhere in Ontario anyways. If you're listening from somewhere outside of Ontario or in Canada, uh, your uh, situation was probably a lot different than ours, but we spent a lot of time being in lockdown. And so our response now, you know, it's like we're still not back to normal. In fact, I always talk about how right now in the world we're in the upside down. So if you watch The Stranger Things, you kind of might know what I'm talking about. So we're in the upside down. And so everything feels like a mess, right? Connections are harder to come by. Um, feeling confident and good in the space that you're in is, is sort of like seems to be harder to put your finger on. And a lot has changed. And we're kind of navigating this new time in the world, um, you know, one day at a time. And so to go away with these three other women and have the four of us were like a powerhouse. Like not only do we come together and get vulnerable with each other and share stories and cry together and celebrate each other. It was amazing. But in addition to that, we also brought in all of our skills and helped to provide ideas to each other or suggestions or, um, you know, connections to help each of us kind of further along in our businesses. It was amazing. And it was so amazing that when I was leaving that experience in this most beautiful hotel ever, when I was leaving, because we did our co-working in the main lobby with all of the plants, there was like this, this cocktail bar that was right beside us. And the, there was like live plants all around it. And had this huge, like green moss that was all in it. Maybe that sounds weird and kind of pondish and dirty pond, but it wasn't, it was just, it was incredibly beautiful, eye-catching. It's so beautiful. Anyway, so that's where we did our co-working. And coming out of that, you know, 24 hours that I spent with those women, I felt so good. I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt respected. Um, I felt honored. And um, it was a very mutual benefit that that experience had for all of us. We all came out of it with something really, really great. And in fact, we have decided to move into something and create something as a result of working these 24 hours together. So more to come on that later. But um, really, really, really great experience. So you're probably wondering what this story has to do with me breaking up with a friend. So I'll tell you. As I was on my way home and reflecting about this 24 hours I had spent with these three incredible humans in our conversation that was vulnerable and honest and real and authentic and supportive and I felt seen and heard and my boundaries were respected and vice versa, like it was just a very give and take uh, time that I spent with these women and it felt so good and I am in this space where I'm connecting more with what feels good. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I've made decisions because my head goes, oh, but you should. 
X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. You should like this person because. You should go to this thing because. You know, so-and-so is expecting you to be there or so-and-so is expecting this of you and your friendship. You know, enter the blank, enter the blank, enter the blank. So I am trying to retreat from, not even trying anymore actually, it's becoming more natural to retreat from getting in my head about these things and coming into my heart and my gut and going and saying to my heart, you know, how do I feel about this? How does this feel? And coming out of that, 24 hours of those women felt amazing. And I started to reflect on the fact that I, I have this friend who I've really been struggling with the last few months. And to tell you the truth, I can't really put my finger on exactly what has changed, but I do know that the world is upside down. <laughs> it's right, we're in the upside down. Um, we as individuals are rapidly growing. We're going through this incredible growth stage in the world because we're having to, a lot of us are having to recreate ourselves. We're having to look at things differently. We're having to really maybe evaluate our belief system and what do we believe and what do we want to do? How do we want to move forward? You know, do we want to continue what we were doing during that time or does that not feel good anymore, right? Like a lot of us are starting to lean on this road of developing oneself, determining what feels best and doing their individual work as opposed to looking outside to find the answers, looking inward to find the answers. And so I know that both me and this friend of mine have been going through our independent journeys as the world has changed and as we're deciding what we want to do with our lives. And something in the mix of that has shifted for us. And so I noticed in a few of our interactions, there was a, a shift in how uh, she was behaving with me. So I'll give you a couple of an ex- a couple of examples. One example was um, I came out of a call with a, a mentor of mine who was kind of helping me identify some things and work through some of my shit <laughs> because we all have shit to work on. And um, I came out of this call and I was super excited because I'd had this epiphany. I'd had this epiphany about what I wanted to do and how I was going to help people and how that might look. And it felt really good. And I was really excited. I was like, I was like on cloud nine. I felt so good in it. And, you know, I I was messaging this friend and uh, she called me and she's like, so what is it? Like, what have you, what's this epiphany you've had? Like, what are you going to do? What's so exciting? And I got to be honest, like my gut kind of wanted me to stop and just say, you know what, it's in percolation. I'm not ready to share yet, but when I am, you'll know. But instead, I decided to go forward and tell her what this epiphany was. And of course, it just so happens that she has her own bias, right? Because we all do. When we tell people things and they respond in whatever way they respond, often it's coming from a place of what their opinion is, what they think about it, um, their experience with that thing, what that's going to look like, and they then project that idea onto you. So I think that's what was happening as she continued to basically tell me that the idea was really dumb because I shouldn't be that thing because there are so many people that do that thing. And not going to lie, some of the biases that she had were things that I formerly had also believed. But like I said, I'd been shifting my mind. I'd been changing my belief system. I'd been really digging in to figure out what is really me? What do I believe? Not just what have I been taught to believe, but what do I believe? And this thing is something I believe about myself. And then I get on the phone with this friend who basically tears it down and tells me that it's dumb, that I shouldn't do it. And you can imagine like how that might feel, right? One of these people in your life that is so close to you and they see your heart, they see you're working hard, they see you're just on your way to try to find yourself. 
And then they come down on you when you have this awesome energy and epiphany and they just basically shit all over it. (laughs) Now, I did have an opportunity to decide to pick up what she had said or leave it where she said it. But it, it was more than that for me. It was more than just a stranger telling me what they thought. It was this person that was really close to me who basically just, you know, like I said, they shit all over this idea that I had that I was really excited about. And it really just, it kicked me in my heart. Like it was, it was not a nice feeling. <laughs> as I'm sure you can well imagine. And I remember taking a couple of days to really isolate on what I felt about that. So was I upset that she voiced her opinion? And I was like, no, it's actually the way that she said it to me. She didn't take into consideration how I might feel about it. She didn't, you know, soften it with, you know, if that's what you wanted, that's great. You know, some of my biases, or maybe she didn't even, I wasn't aware of her biases, but you know, some of the things that I think about it are this, and you know, this is why I'm saying this. And maybe you just have a different way about doing it. But she didn't even ask me any questions. She just went right into critical mode. And that was really painful for me. And I wasn't really sure what to do with it. So at the end of the day, I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe she's having a bad day. I'm just going to let it go, right? Because we all know shit happens. The world is upside down. You know, maybe she just had a bad day. It's, I'm going to let it go. So I let it go. And then not too much later than that, I was working on this podcast. And if you know anything about running a podcast, you know that it's it's quite a production, when, especially when you're learning. You're learning how to not only record a podcast, what equipment you're going to need, uh, you know, how do I edit a podcast, what software do I use, like there, and then and then how do I teach myself how to use the software? Like there's all these elements that you have to learn. And I was at a stage in my life where I had just closed my business. I was feeling really, you know, I had gone through this time where I felt like I had nothing left in me because I was so burnt out and so tired from this business that I had closed that the pandemic really just stripped me of all of the energy to continue on. Like it was just at the end of the day, it was just too much. And I actually didn't think I could keep going. I honestly didn't think it. I thought that was it for me. I thought that I I couldn't survive it. And here I was in a place where I was learning new things and I was really proud of myself and I had put together this first episode and I was really excited and I should be. I was proud of myself. I did all of that because there was this drive in me and this calling in me that said, do this podcast. You've been talking about doing this podcast for a really long time to share your heart and be vulnerable with people so you can encourage other people to do the same and to know that they're not alone. And so there I was doing it and I felt great and I told her that I produced my first episode and uh, she's like, oh, you should send it to me. And the second that those words came out of her mouth, I'll be honest, my gut was like, Mm-mm, don't send it. <laughs> it was like hot flash in the pan, right? It was like, Mm-mm, don't send it. But I didn't listen to my gut. I moved forward and I emailed it to her and I knew that that wasn't the right thing to do. Not because I didn't trust her. Well, maybe a piece of me didn't at that time. But I just, I had this sneaking suspicion that it was just going to be critical in response. And maybe I was taking, you know, that previous conversation I was telling you about into the current. Um, So it made me a little nervous, but I did it anyway. And then she followed up with me and asked if she could provide me some feedback. (laughs) And so I responded and I was pretty clear. I said, well, you can tell me if, you know, the sound quality is bad or, you know, tell me if it sounds good or bad. Tell me if you see a lot of, like if there's a lot of hiccups in it, you know, if the production doesn't seem like it's quality, you know, if it's fuzzy or whatever it is, just tell me the things that I can fix um, as far as a production standpoint. But otherwise, as far as content, I'm not really interested in, in your feedback. 
I was pretty honest. And she came back at me and chose to give me criticism anyway, that it was too long and I talked too much and I repeated myself. And she gave me all these reasons why it was not good. And once again, my heart just sank to the floor. You know, I don't know if this is like you, but I've been looking all my life for people in my life to treat me like I treat them. I hold space for people. I get excited when they're excited. And I just wanted that for me. And I wasn't getting that from this friend. Instead, she just criticized the entire episode and told me all the things that were wrong with it. And I was heartbroken. Honestly, I was heartbroken. And I decided that I was just going to go cool off and and just, you know, burn off the the feedback, <laughs> feedback, air quotes, feedback. Uh, just an FYI for anybody who's listening. Feedback and criticism are two very different things. Feedback is the sandwich. And if you're not familiar with the sandwich, the sandwich goes like this. You got bread on the top and on the bottom and in the middle you got the meat. So you come at the person with hey, I really liked it. Here's what I liked about it. This part was really, really great. That's the bun. And then you get to the meat. There were a couple of these things that I thought maybe could have been done better. Here are some suggestions or maybe how you could improve that. But overall, I thought that it was so great. And I'm so proud of you for doing something that made you afraid. And that is something that's new for you. I think you did amazing. That's the sandwich. Criticism is, it was terrible this is what you, this was, this was bad. This was bad. This is bad. This was bad. No suggestions for making it better. No, no sandwich, no actual feedback because feedback is taking information with some suggestion. Like here's maybe what's not working so well. Have you tried this or have you thought of this? Giving a suggestion, not just pointing out what's wrong with something. And so, like I said, my heart was broken. I'd worked so hard and I was so proud of myself. And after that, I took myself for a walk. Well, of course, and my dog. And we went for a walk and I just let myself breathe it out. And I decided that I was going to honor the fact that whatever it was that was going on with her wasn't really about me. Because I also sent that podcast to another friend who is a podcaster and knows what hard work I've just gone through to make that happen. And she gave me back a sandwich. She told me all the good things about it, the couple areas where she thought there could be some tweaks, but altogether, there are probably things that people won't even notice. So in the future, if you want to tweak them, amazing, but here's my suggestions. And it was great feedback and it made me feel really good. And she saw me and she acknowledged the hard work that I put in. And so to see the discernment in those two different responses and to feel this energy that I had with these three women for 24 hours. And then to recognize how I felt with this friend in the last number of connections we have had. And those are just two examples. There There are more. I could probably go on, but then this would be a very long episode. That's not my hope and goal here. My goal is to share this experience and kind of give you my little nuggets is that, you know, (laughs) there were so many instances that whether or not she intended to, um, she was coming in with a very different energy and was just constantly, I felt like I was constantly being criticized. 
And that was kind of new. Like, I mean, she's she's tough. Like, she's a tough woman and she, you know, is very assertive in what she says. And I knew that about her. But I I was all of a sudden getting faced with all this massive criticism. And it was about everything. Like, every decision I was making about my life, she would have something to say about it. So what do you do when you uh, learn that the people around you are just criticizing you? You stop talking. Right? And so I just sort of stepped away and was a little slower to respond to messages and was a little less likely to jump on, you know, social calls or going out for coffee or wine night or going out for dinner. And I was a little slower to respond because I was hurt and I needed some time to think about what I wanted to do with that. And so after upon reflecting the hotel experience with these three women and how this other friend of mine responded to something with her sandwich, with her feedback, constructive feedback sandwich, and how I was feeling with this friend, I thought there is a huge divide here. So if you find yourself having experiences like this, you know, I, I, all I can do is share my experience and say that for me, as I have started to like myself a lot more and trust myself a lot more, and make decisions from my heart and gut that feel right for me. Um, At the same time, I also am now expecting that when I have friends, that they treat me with honor, that they treat me with respect, and that they honor my boundaries. And that, you know, just like any relationship, it's not always going to be perfect. It's going to be not just 50-50. It's going to be 70-30. It's going to be 60-40 at times. Like it's going to shape shift. But if one friend is not willing to support you or give you your basic needs in a friendship, is it really any longer a friendship? So I guess all of that to say, when I compared those notes, I realized that she wasn't being a good friend. And some might say, geez, Christine, like, why did it take you so long? Well, because when you've been friends with someone for a long time, or you've been in a relationship with someone for a long time, you don't want to just cast it away. You don't want to just let it go on a whim. You want to be sure that the decision you're making is one that's best for both of you, or one that certainly is best for you. And it took me a while, and I considered my options, and I realized I just didn't feel good in it right now. And so I let her know that, you know, I just wasn't feeling good in our friendship, and that I'm sure that she doesn't mean to or that I don't mean to. Like we're just coming into this right now and we're both going through a lot of change. And maybe, maybe it's just this time right now. Maybe we can't support each other in the world right now. Maybe she's going through a lot and she's just not telling me. I don't know. But I also can't read her mind. And so I just basically said that I was feeling at odds with her at the moment. And I wasn't feeling good in our connections. And I wanted to feel good with her again, you know, and that I hoped that in the future we could come together and share our adventures and talk about our journeys and be able to connect again. But I don't know if that'll happen or not, because I, of course, I can't read the future and I don't know what's going to happen. But it was, it was, it was a breakup of love, which is always hard to do because I, I do. And I love her as a friend. I'm getting a little teary just saying it. It's hard to say goodbye to a friend that has meant a lot to you and has helped you get through some really hard times. And it was really hard to do. But when I got really honest with myself, I realized that I want friends that can be honest with where they're at. And if they're having a really hard time and they don't want to hear about some of my wins, then they need to tell me that. 
and that if I have friends that aren't treating me with the same respect and love that I treat them, then it's not a friendship. That's a one-way street. So I really hope that our friendship comes back. And But if it doesn't, you know, I, I have to be willing to let it go because not everything lasts forever. But I respect myself enough to know that in this transformation that I'm in, in this space in the world that I'm in, and all these big things that I want to do, I don't have room for that anymore. So I hope that you take with you some really uh, good little nuggets and seeds from this solo conversation that you are worthy and your feelings matter, how your body holds the energy between you and other people and you and the spaces that you're in, it matters. Because if you don't feel good in your environment, if you don't feel good, seen, respected, heard, honored with the people that you spend the most time with, then it's maybe time for some evaluation because you are worth it. You are worth probably more than what you give yourself credit for. You are capable of much more than you give yourself credit for. And that self-love, this is the, this is the new future. This is the future is self-love where I hope that we can learn to lean on ourselves and come back to our heart and our gut to help lead us through really hard times and help lead us to what's right for us because the answers are not outside of us. The answers aren't in someone's negative response to you or their criticism. Because if I listened to that criticism, I wouldn't be moving forward with some of the things I'm moving forward with right now. And I can feel in every bone in my body that they are the right things to do for me. But that's the message. Just because someone else wouldn't do them doesn't mean they're not for you. If your dreams come to you, they are for you. What you do with them is up to you. So be mindful of who your gallery or who is in your gallery of life. Be mindful of who you share your heart with and the things that it is that you want to do and accomplish and feel and experience. Know that you should be supported on the other side. And if that support isn't there, it might be worth looking at what you really want and how you can go about getting it. Thank you for spending some time in here with me today and listening to my story. I hope you don't have to break up with any friends anytime soon because it's not fun or easy, but um, maybe this will give you a couple of seeds to take away that if you're in this situation now or in the future, that you'll know that you're not alone in having to make that decision. It happens. I'll see you next time on the Say It Out Loud podcast. Have a great day. I love you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the subscribe button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you like this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me, Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show or talk to me about speaking engagements, please visit itsmechristined.ca. Thank you again and I'll see you next time. Hey, this is Andrea, and I'm the host of the Balance and Bliss podcast. Your girl loves to chat. And if you're looking to connect with your body in a physical, mental, and more intentional way, then come tune in with me weekly as I share with you relatable and actionable things you can do on your pursuit to wellness and happiness. Come on over. You deserve a little more bliss in your life.